This is Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute 11. Welcome to the Scott Pilgrim vs. the Minute podcast, the show where we review and analyze the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one minute at a time. Joining me as we skip the dream time, Dave Castile. Good morning. And color me not interested, Sam Brown. <laughs> so don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, we pick up with minute 11 here. Scott showing Knives' his childhood home across the street from his secret lair and uh, Knives exclaiming, wow. Wow. I love how she does the whole, that, that vocal drop kind of in there at the same time. Right, with a little added reverb or something in there, to, or modulation to help it along. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that viewing of that home last week. Uh, Scott is unimpressed by the moment as well, kind of saying wow in his own sense. And then we start to get our speed through the next few minutes of Edgar Wrightisms. Uh, in his way of uh, doing this <laughs> it film, it just the the movie goes everywhere in the next few minutes. So, starts with the bright light and the vision in the desert with the lone uh, cactus. And uh, I like how he does this though with uh, kind of Scott like doing his inner monologue, well, it's outer inner monologue of feeling so alone, but the screen like narrowing. So it gets yeah. even like super wide. Like everything feels claustrophobic right. and completely desolate at the same time. But then comes back out, and this is our first glimpse of our female lead, who we haven't mystery girl. Yes, we haven't gotten a name yet, but go, rolling by on her rollerblades. As uh, Scott talking about how he's so alone. <laughs> you're not alone. You're just having an idiotic dream. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> to which he would clearly <laughs> yell out in response, does that mean we can make out? <laughs> what do you think of this also, moment? Also, how this my dreams thing? work. Is that how your dreams work? Do, do, do they turn you down? Oh, that is uh, exactly. <laughs> that's, another, that's another show. <laughs> Either get turned down or, uh, or left for someone else. That's for psychology of Sam minute by minute. Right. Uh, everyone podcast, cares. So. <laughs> Reflection of reality. <laughs> so what do you think of this part in the scene i think it's really important to understand uh scott's psychology in this moment and with uh knives in general mm -hmm. yeah because up until this point it was like you know he's cool he's he loves having her all over him and and throwing accolades his way but it's almost we start to see in that moment when after she says wow and he says wow in response, but his 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 attitude was kind of unimpressed yeah. and starting to get a little bored. Yeah, it was uh, underwhelming. Right, and this and this is where we're heading now is you know with with just Scott's his whole psychology could be a show, and we could certainly delve into it more as we go forward because it's going to get interesting, I'm sure. But then we get more Edgar Wrighty. As uh, Scott wakes up suddenly, the sitting up in bed uh, bit that I know happens throughout the film, exclaiming, oh, mm -hmm. God, to get Wallace uh, sitting up next to him, asking him what's wrong. What is it, Scott? 
<laughs> it didn't ask what's wrong. It's what is it, Scott, which is important to the rest of this minute. So. Right. <laughs> because then uh, Scott begins to tell his uh, weird dream when a third person wakes up screaming, oh, God, and sits up. What is it, other Scott? <laughs> <laughs> and we get another Fox box of other Scott Wallace's BF, 22 years old. To which he uh, responds, uh, you know, as he'd like to skip talking about the dream. And I had to listen to it three or four times to get that he really actually said, color me not interested. Yes. <laughs> which is also in the book. Is it? Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like he said that, but I'm trying to think, could he have said something else and I'm just hearing it wrong? But no, that's... That's where subtitles help. If you were deaf like me, you watch, subtitles yeah. are always on. You don't have to ask that question. Well, see, it's true. <laughs> I, I don't do that. So. And then uh, we get Scott talking about uh, his dream being about a girl, to which other Scott asks if this is a, a uh, envy dream. The, which is which is really kind of an interesting thing because Wallace gets defensive at this point mm -hmm. of you know, hey, we don't do that, and we've seen that a couple of times. With you know, his sister kind of did that too in an earlier minute of mm -hmm. you know, honest, genuine caring, and they don't want to do that. So it's like, hey, don't don't start anything. Yeah. So as much as Scott's a dick, and we've, we've kind of established that at this point, everybody still loves him. Right. Um, and they're still very protective of him. of him. Yes, they're protective of him. And, and they, because they've seen how low he got after the breakup, with, which was, will not be named. Uh, was, was, I mean, and in the history, do we, was he a dick beforehand, or did he be, become a dick because of the breakup? Um, I'm guessing he's that, that isn't clear anywhere, I don't think, in the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing he's just always Scott, but they he just has such a high and such a low. And they know that, you know, as as friends would be, when somebody gets just to the bottom, they become protective of him. But when he's high, they're all, like, just giving him shit and giving him a hard Unless you're time. Unless you can, in which case you do it no matter what. You do so. it anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's reasons for that, too. Right. Yeah. As we learn, yeah, later. Uh, Wallace uh, remarks that they're not allowed to use the E word, so I thought that was uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh no that scott yeah reflects that it wasn't her but uh someone knew <laughs> to again more more sarcastic with other scott who's obviously been around here before has been around for this before uh says oh yay for that you know sarcastically yeah like, oh good so here's another one that we're gonna have to you know go through the ups and downs with you about you well know. and you know other scott has no real relationship with actual scott so he's right. pulled into this managing scott's emotional state through wallace right and out of a courtesy really not interested in dealing with that yep to uh then the scene continuing to move on with wallace looking at his watch and asking uh shouldn't scott be at the library with his uh, fake high school girlfriend yeah about a half hour ago and you know it's giving us this uh sense th th this whole minute here especially of is this all real? And I know it continues on into future minutes, but uh, you know, is, is what's happening real, or is this just kind of blocks of time? Because Scott's like, "What are you talking about?" It's six in the morning, opens the door, and then he's, you know, kind of has that ah uh, scream fall as like he's falling, and the camera I, like pans down to the library, and that's where the I'm minute ends. I'm gonna hypothesize that that moment is kind of a callback to the moment in the book that we don't see in the movie where. Mm -hmm. Um, his, his sister calls him initially to say, you're dating a high schooler, mm -hmm. 
which he goes, what are you talking about? It's still morning. And she's like, it's 1230 in the afternoon. Right. So I think this is that same sort of moment where he thinks it's in the morning and it's actually, you know, he way overslept because he's a loser and has nothing else to do right now. Gotcha. I guess, and, and that makes a lot of sense. I guess I'm also thinking though, with the way the scene shifts, it's just like, here he is outside. We don't see a passage of time. We immediately just go from one moment to the next. In oh yeah, like a, a you don't want to see him walking out of the house and getting right. on the bus and like other movies we've seen, <laughs> right? So, so it, it's it's creative uh, filmmaking that again we get to see throughout the rest of the film, obviously. But with uh, this, we start to first see it in this scene with the quick cuts from we're in one moment in one scene, and well, here we go, we're in another. You know, we're not. We don't have that gradual move. Like, because in the last minute, we had the montage of them walking and seeing the X's on the road. And, you know, we, we did have a little travel sequence. Whereas in this, we have no travel sequence. We're just moving from scene to scene. Yeah, the, the, the pace is so quick. Right. And things happen so quickly. Like, you have to be paid, paying attention every moment of this. And that's one of the things I love about it. Dave, what are your thoughts about the, the desert? What's the point of the desert and the lone cactus i feel like there's something there do you have a thought on that uh other than the show lonely. that he's alone <laughs> and there's not much else there <laughs> and prickly personality um yeah that's that's kind of it. i think scott already uh, scott <laughs> sam other scott yeah uh, other, other, uh, other sam <laughs> <laughs> sam hit it on on the head earlier it was it was to, to show kind of uh loneliness and seclusion and claustrophobia kind of all at the same time and it was all Everything was kind of starting to crash down on him. He was he was food in that way. Um, I tried to figure out where that was filmed. I mean, it's, it looked like the Salt Flats in Utah or something like that. But did, uh, I'm guessing in a studio somewhere. I'm sure um, it was a soundstage. You, yeah. you thought that whole thing was soundstage? Okay, because it really yeah. felt. I don't know. I like. I say that I'm sure. Like I have any idea. Like he has any idea. He's been there. <laughs> you I'm were sure hoping. there's probably a minute somewhere in the credits that will tell us if it was filmed anywhere else. That's um, true. That's we'll true. get there. The, the credits may actually do that. <laughs> Those are going to be our longest episodes as we just read you the credits. <laughs> we have right. the backstory on every single person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about this uh, minute? I, that's pretty much it on my notes. No, other than in, uh, it was kind of interesting that this particular scene was almost exactly one minute. It kind of started and ended yeah. right there. Uh, it lined up with us perfectly in... Um, so we're we're good at this. It's a pretty nice clean break. Yeah, and I like that. We've been rehearsing. <laughs> so all right, great. Well then uh Dave, how can they uh, communicate with the show? Uh we are on uh the Facebook at uh Scott versus the minute, and we're on the Twitter at Scott versus the minute with hashtag color me not interested. And uh, <laughs> I like that. All right. And uh Scott versus the minute at gmail.com. Is that right? Scott versus uh, minute at gmail. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh sam how about uh where can they listen to us as well brian and i review obscure movies on the streaming nonsense podcast you can find us at streamingnonsense.com. all right and dave and i uh do a variety of podcasting uh on podcasturbia.com also go ahead and check out uh moviesbyminutes.com for all the other great films that are being done similarly so that's gonna do it for this minute and we will see you in just a minute